Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast, covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success, your health, wealth, and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the Confident Entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer, and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful, and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action, and unleash your inner confidence. Welcome to this week's Confidence Mastery podcast. We have the incredible Sarah Green joining us today. Sarah is a client, a mentee, and now friend of mine, um, and we've been working together for well over a year now. And um, On this episode, we talk about Sarah's success, her confidence, the things that she's overcome in life, and how we as women need to help each other, support each other, and definitely make sure that you get started on anything that you want to be successful in. Sarah shares some incredible insights into how to overcome a lot of stuff in life. She has a very inspiring story, so I hope that you enjoy it. And if you would like to get in touch with us about how you can work with us on the Gold Star Life Mastermind, please email team at nataliearabella.com and we'll be happy to book in a chat. But enjoy this episode and we'll see you at the end. Hello and welcome to this week's Confidence Mastery podcast. I'm very, very, very excited uh, this week because I have the lovely Sarah Green joining us. Thank you very much for joining us, Sarah. Would you like to just give people a little introduction to yourself before I praise your, sing your praises? <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I would love to. So, um, yeah. Hi, everyone. My name's Sarah. I am the CEO of Pyramid Coaching and Consultancy Limited. We're a project management and analysis consultancy based in the UK, although we do serve customers anywhere in the world because we work completely remotely. Um, we focus mainly on tech projects um, and our customers are in a whole sort of world of different industries, but we do quite a bit in retail, logistics, supply chain, that kind of stuff. So a lot of business to business, um, yeah, technology projects like changing warehouse management software, um ERP systems that kind of thing so yeah happy to be here thank you um I'd also like to add that Sarah has been on our mastermind for the past year as well and has gone absolutely guns blazing um which has really made me very very happy I'm a very happy person <laughs> um to, to have seen you grow over the past year um I wanted to bring you on because we don't see a lot of women in tech and I think it's really important that we give voice to that and what's the, the confidence behind it going into an almost male-dominated industry. What was it for you that made you go, this is what I'm going to do? Uh, so nothing because I didn't do that. I fell into <laughs> it. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's, I think it's definitely a good point about the whole fact that there is um, obviously a shortage of women in tech. There's a, a shortage of women in uh, supply chain and logistics as well. So it makes it a niche upon a niche, I think, to um, to work in that industry. But my background is actually nothing to do with either technology or necessarily supply chain either. It's um, I started at university with a degree in history. 
I'm very much somebody that's into creative things and performing arts and I wanted to be a singer and an actress when I grew up when I was young so um, I ended up in tech a little bit of a unusual route uh, in that when I finished uni I thought oh my god I don't want to be a teacher and so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with a degree in history and I ended up um, after a couple of years um, just kind of doing a, a pretty boring graduate job uh, going to work uh, as an intelligence analyst for uh, a law enforcement agency in the UK um, and that got me really into um, analyzing data and in particular uh, things like telecoms data, um, mapping data, using quite a lot of analytical software that's used in, in law enforcement. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So I sort of moved from that into um, another sort of crossover between uh, analytics and project management, which is looking at forensic audit projects. So it was bringing together the analytical skills that I already had, but also moving into a management role and taking on project management. Um, and because in that role, I worked a lot with retailers and supply chain, I ended up bringing together these two things of being um, very, very familiar with the software and the data that drives retailers, supply chain um, and all that kind of thing. So when I ended up uh, setting up my own consultancy firm and going and doing project management for clients, it just made sense to work in the arena where I had by that point sort of 10, 15 years of experience just working around building the systems, building um, software, doing data analytics um, in that sort of world. So it was a bit of a back doorway into women in tech, um, absolutely, but it's something that I think is um, I'm really passionate about because I don't necessarily think that you know what you want to do when you're young. I think you can mm. um, move into a tech role pretty easily um, at any age because we use technology, all of us, every day uh, in whatever job that you are doing. Um, and a lot of it is actually just common sense because at some point all technology was new. You know, the wheel was technology at one point. <laughs> so you know, there's always emerging technologies and you could be as much at the forefront of that as anybody else, whether you've come from a technology background or not. So um, I do think it's something that, um, although historically there's not been quite so many women, um, we can definitely do something about that going forwards. I think that's a really interesting point, actually. The, um, the will was technology and it is because it, it, that's a very good analogy and everything we have to do in life, we have to learn how to do. Yeah. This is why I always say, you know, confidence is something that can be learned. You do things on a day-to-day -day basis with confidence without even thinking about it, like having a shower. It, things as simple as that, you once didn't know how to do. So if you can do that in that area, you can do that in any. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly that. I think, um, you know, attitude and willingness to learn will get you a lot further in any endeavour in life than having the skills already. Because, mm. you know, when you were born, you couldn't do anything. You couldn't no. feed yourself, you couldn't walk, you couldn't talk. And you learn those things. You can learn to use technology and you can learn to master it. You can learn to, um, you know, the skills of project management, for example, um, and not tied specifically to one um, 
type of project. You can work on construction projects, you can technology projects, uh, you know, you can work in any kind of um, field with those skills. So it's just the way you apply them and you can learn those skills over time. What do you enjoy most about what you do? Oh, customers. I say it every time, it's easy. I don't have to even think about it. Um, I, th- this, this is the reason that I wanted to start my own consultancy firm. Um, I'd worked in consultancy for ages, for at least a decade, for someone else's company. Um, and the thing that I always loved was my customers. Um, I end up friends with them all. They, they start as customers and they end up friends always. I'm still connected to pretty much every customer I've ever had on like LinkedIn, on Facebook. Sometimes I get WhatsApp messages. I've had cards sent to my home address from them when they've found out that I've got, um, you know, milestones in life, like getting married and stuff like that. So um, the thing about being a consultant is that you help people. Um, and so I think that when you go and you work with a client um, that's got a problem, you know, it's a project that they need someone to take control of um, and you do that for them, um, you build up such an amazing, strong relationship with them that um, it just lasts f- forever. <laughs> you know, it, it just lasts forever. Um, and it's just such an, a nice relationship to have. So. Yeah, my my customers are always the the number one reason to to enjoy the job. I love that. That's exactly <laughs> why I do what I do. It's you know being able to see change and create relationships yeah. is everything in life. Um, yeah. And what else? Which I find it so fascinating, actually, how similar we are on so many things. Like I wanted to be an actress. Um, yeah. you know, we like to help people. We both like the gym. Let's talk about the gym. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just completed high rocks recently haven't you yes. how was that uh <laughs> a mixed a mixed bag i did it uh so i did the birmingham high rocks uh just this weekend gone um i've been struggling with a knee injury for about two and a half months um so i was trying to actually sell the ticket <laughs> and not take part because i hadn't been able to do any training at all um it was a we did the uh the doubles so I did it with a partner um so we'd not been able to do any training so I've not been able to do any squats or anything like that for months um so yeah we completed it and it's one of those where um on the day when you you do something like that in a in a pair um the sort of sense of joint struggle <laughs> um gets you through it, it's it's so much nicer to do it as a as a team or as a pair it's brilliant mm-hmm. um so the the when we crossed the finish line it was like yes this is brilliant I'm so glad that we managed to finish it considering that I've not trained my knee is in tatters um but about two minutes later we're like mm, I think we could have done a bit better I think maybe if we'd have just saved a bit of time here or been more efficient there we probably could have not 10 minutes of our time so shall we do the next one <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we're signing up again to do to do probably Manchester this time a bit closer to home for me that's amazing. Um, when I did my first Tough Mudder, I got home. I could not move off the sofa, um, but still booked to do another one yeah. um, the, the next year because my friend I was supposed to do that with also had a knee injury and couldn't do it. So then having done it on my own and with other people the next time, it does make such a difference having people with you and you buoy each other on and you get to that that teamwork that you know better togetherness that we often talk about it's you know 
yeah I I absolutely love because I, I do CrossFit as well I absolutely love um partner and team competitions and I've done individual ones as well um but they're just not as fun they're not as enjoyable um I really love to do things um with a partner or, or with a team because it is um it is that experience of especially if it's a long event um so um, things like half marathons that I've done um there'll be times when you're starting to struggle and your team will get you through it and the flip side is there'll be times when they're starting to struggle and you get them through it as well so just having someone with you and the camaraderie um it literally helps you finish the event it makes you stronger it makes you faster because you push harder for your team um I'm always because part of um you know what I do is is I coach people I don't coach one-to-one I haven't done that for a long time because I just don't have the capacity anymore um in terms of kind of time um mm-hmm. I do quite a lot of um sort of public speaking at women in tech events and things like that um and I use um the gym and sports references quite a lot um, because I think everyday lessons that you learn um, and for me I learn a lot of my lessons in the gym um, are so helpful in your career, um, particularly in project management, because you need to build things like um, resilience and things like that. Um, they they make a big difference. They really do. And if you can bring those everyday lessons into whatever it is you're doing for, whether it's your own business, whether it's someone else's business, it's your career, um, mm-hmm. you can really rapidly accelerate your progression um, by making use of everything that you're able to learn whether it's work related or not I completely agree I use gym references a lot myself it's it's one of the easiest things for people to understand and if you can apply that there have that discipline then you can apply that in your business um I also do public speaking and I couldn't have imagined anything worse a few like years ago because in school, I hated giving presentations, but yeah, I loved being on the stage. What for you do you enjoy about public speaking and what got you into to doing that? Because I think that's something else that people struggle with. Yeah, so I think for me, it it's quite natural for me because um, as well as, you know, I wanted to be a naturalist, but I wanted to be a singer as well. And I was quite happy to stand on a stage by myself, just me and a microphone. Um, so for me it's quite a natural environment Um, so that aspect of it I don't struggle with at all Um, but the thing that I I really love about it is the the opportunity to reach many people with your message at once um, and to talk about something that you're really passionate about Um, so you know my actual business is to do project management and business analysis pretty dry subject it's not especially inspiring you know I could talk to people about things like Gantt charts and um, network diagrams all day long if they really were interested in it but it's not what gets people out of bed on the morning people are interested in learning about well how can I accelerate my career how can I earn more money how can I be more successful um and so I, I like to kind of use that platform to be able to just inspire and motivate and, you know, use some of my stories from things that I've done over the course of my life, over the course of my career that's really helped me and help people um, find something within themselves to be able to, you know, motivate them and encourage them to take, you know, a step out of their comfort zone or something like that. You have a 
interesting background and story would you mind sharing some of <laughs> oh god I I I when I used to before I had my own business I used to work in corporate I used to have a, a, an intake of, of um, sort of new recruits every year and I used to love to set do a um, tell us an interesting fact about you um, and I had so many interesting facts to share about myself because I've just done so many stupid things um so yeah I think the shortish story um is that I um left uni just sort of normal time at sort of 21 22 with absolutely loads of debt loads and loads of debt um more than just student debt because I'd ended up with credit cards and overdrafts and things like that um so I yeah ended up with with tons of debt so um straight out of um uni I ended up um in a relationship with um a guy who was pretty horrible to me um and so that went on for a few years of being kind of mentally emotionally not quite physically abused but certainly threatened um and just living in constant fear and borderline poverty um it's difficult to uh, think of the poorest we were we once sold a car to pay one month's rent um trying to think of the oh my my electricity was once cut off as well and we lost like all our food in the freezer and stuff like that and i was having to feed the cat things out of tins out of the cupboard um because we couldn't afford to buy cat food and stuff like that so um we were definitely very 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 poor um and in this sort of horrible relationship as well um and I also as well just to top it all off this is before I'd found the gym um which absolutely changed my life um and I had this absolutely horrendous relationship with food uh and with my own physical appearance which was that I absolutely hated the way I looked and I was obsessed with being thin um, and so I would spend many months starving myself to be tiny because then obviously I wanted to be on stage and I didn't want to be fat and all this stuff. So um, I had all these sort of shambolic things going on in my life. Um, and then I think when I got to sort of my mid to late 20s, um, loads of things kind of changed all at the same time. So um, the first thing to change was I escaped that horrendous relationship um so I managed to uh get away from that with the cat I took the cat with me um and met my now husband which obviously was uh, a major shift in the right direction um at that point in time I was still extremely poor because I uh, I had to move house to get away from that the previous relationship so I uh I did end up at certain points with my husband who's a postman so he's not exactly rich um paying for my fuel in my car to get to work because I couldn't afford it um so uh new relationship still pretty poor still didn't uh like the way I looked so we then got uh, a few years later we got married which was um obviously a very very good turning point in my life uh but I hated all of our wedding photos because I just still hated the way I looked so a couple of months later that is when I found the gym. Uh, the gym, again, was a massive turning point in my life. That is what gave me 
the confidence to just do anything actually the gym gave me the confidence to just be myself to feel strong um and to feel like I didn't need other people to to validate me I felt like I could just do anything by myself when when I really got into that um and then a few years later I decided after 10 12 years of being in consultancy for someone else's business uh, that I wanted to do it myself so um, I had very um, definite ideas about how I wanted to be as a sort of boutique consultancy um, and really take clients um, into the core of what we do so really put them at the heart of everything that um, is our mission so um, this has got, I guess, the final piece of the puzzle after sorting out my romantic life, sorting out my uh, issues with my self-image, um, then set up my own uh, consultancy firm, which um, it started out as just me as a as just a contractor um, and then obviously grew. So we've got um, actual employees now, multiple clients. Um, so it, within the first year, I had um, our six figure uh year within the first year which obviously was a huge milestone for me uh and then we've just grown since then which is which is pretty exciting so um obviously if i've had a, a bit of a better plan it would have been much much quicker but uh it all sort of came together over the course of about 10 years i think it's but a really really the powerful, it's a really powerful story that you've got there because there's stuff like this that goes on behind closed doors that people don't talk about and people have their own level of trauma and things that go on. But if we're not open and talking about how we can turn things around, and and I think especially as women, the, the more women that I speak to, the more I think that we need more we need more help than we let on of them. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And I think um I think we need to help each other as women. Um, and I think um, it's amazing to have our male allies as well. Um, the the whole sort of Me Too moment, I know that it's gone on for so long and people are probably a little bit tired of it now. Um, but it still happens in, um, you know, the corporate world. So probably about maybe five, six years ago now. I was at an awards do in London in an absolutely crowded room full of people and a total random guy grabbed hold of me and tried to forcibly kiss me in front of like hundreds of people uh, and nobody stepped in to help me and to the point where I was physically couldn't get away from him because he had hold of me um and I, was, I was actually about to scream it had got that bad that I was going to actually have to scream for help and thankfully although it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life uh, a client of mine who was guy uh, saw what was happening and did that thing that you do to your friends when they're being pestered in a club and he swooped in and kind of took me away um, but if it hadn't been for him and I he's a client that I'd known for like weeks like not long not long at all but he recognized the situation instantly and and had to intervene but nobody else in the room did even though it should have been fairly obvious that it was what was going on because it was it was broad kind of well-lit room at this big awards do um so it still happens all the time um and it's it's super important to um help yeah not only other women but for other um you know male allies to look around and think 
we're not there yet. That you behaviour's know, we, not going on. Yeah, that shouldn't be going on. It, yeah. it baffles me that people think it's okay to do things like that to people yeah. it's not. Exactly. And it's and that's and that's it, you know, I think we definitely have come a long way, even within my lifetime we've you know, things have improved. Um, but we're absolutely nowhere near where we need to be in terms of equity. Um, so I think it's super important that you know we all look around and not just you know um, women but um, you know other underrepresented groups whether it's in technology or, or any um, walk of life just to kind of step back and think mm, actually I think that there are mechanisms in place here that are holding people back or preventing them from progressing um, just built into our culture built into our workplaces and you know try and dismantle those systems so that everyone's getting the same opportunities and are not being um you know held back or um you know other things happening to them which wouldn't happen in another walk of life i completely agree there's there's a lot of work to be done but like you say progress has been made you have an incredibly inspiring story i hope you really realize that <laughs> Um, and it doesn't matter how long things take it matters that you made the progress and made the changes and that things you know demonstrate that things can happen if you put your mind to it and you really want those things you know because otherwise like you say the, the, the tech side might not be the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning but knowing that purpose and that reason why and that's why I, I talk about this a lot and it's it's important to you know what what is your purpose what is the why and you know being able to help people from all walks of life to create the confidence and have success in whatever it is they want to do I think it's a really powerful thing to be able to do which is why we have this podcast and amazing people come on it yeah I think wanting to help other people is a really really powerful motivator because a lot of us um will take quite a lot of you know substandard treatment towards ourselves and we won't necessarily stand up to it straight away but if we witness it in somebody else that we care about we'll be the first ones to shout up and say hang on a minute that's not right you shouldn't be treating them like that um so I definitely think that actually by giving people the confidence to say yeah I'm gonna you know make myself more visible I'm gonna um you know stand up for myself I'm going to stand up for other people and I'm just going to be part of something you know bigger um so that I can fulfill my personal need to kind of help other people um it really does motivate you a lot more than thinking I'm just going to do it for myself because mm. we're also the easiest person to lie to mm. so if you have to show up for other people you have to show up for yourself yeah yeah exactly and it's you know, the gym's a good example of that because it's so easy, especially when you're first getting into something and you've not got that, um, you know, discipline and you've not got that kind of routine of going and training or tracking your nutrition and things like that. Um, it's so easy to, you know, just look out the window and think, ah, oh, it's a bit too snowy out there or frosty. I'm not going to go. Or I've got a bit of an headache. I'm just going to give it a miss today. Um, whereas if you've got to turn up because you're working with a partner, or you're, you know, part of a team or something like that, 
suddenly it's very different because you're like, oh God, I can't miss today because I'm going to let so-and-so down. And then it becomes mm -hmm. very different. So um, yeah, showing up for other people, sometimes it helps to motivate you to make you a better version of yourself. Definitely. Like accountability, that external accountability makes such a difference. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I think I need to book myself on something soon. <laughs> Well, that's one of the reasons why I, I do competitions as well, because mm -hmm. it, if you're doing a competition with a partner, um, you're you're double motivated, really, because A, you've got the competition, but B, you can't back out now because you've got a partner and you can't let them down when they've you know put all this effort in for this competition. So, yeah, it definitely yeah. Um, focuses the mind. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done any external competition other than training for a photo shoot but that was just vanity <laughs> <laughs> got to reward yourself for your hard work definitely definitely and there's another one coming up soon because the, the effort's been put in the hard work's been done and that's the next thing so what's the next thing for you yeah so at the moment we're in a scaling um phase so we've we've built organically brought um yeah some additional um people into our business got um, quite a few new clients in the business as well so we're looking to actually buy another consultancy firm so we we want to scale um pretty rapidly so we're actively looking for other um, change management management consultancies it consultancies um ideally along the m62 um or within sort of an hour of um leads uh, it's it's preferable but um, if it's a business that can be delivered remotely then it could be slightly further away um, just so we can grow our team that way so so if we can um, you know harmonize our business with another consultancy firm just to expand that customer base um, build capacity in terms of um, people within the business that's the the next stage really um, I personally um i'm really looking forward to freeing up a little bit more of my time and step back from the delivery um and do more of my coaching from a stage um i love to uh travel and just give keynote speeches and seminars and just really get people uh, motivated and excited and just know that it doesn't matter where you are right now in your life because you can change. So I, you know, I was 27 when things started to change, but it took like 10 years for us to get closer to where I am now. So it, you know, it doesn't matter when you start or where you start. Um, you've just got to start. <laughs> you've just got. You've just got to start somewhere. Uh, otherwise, you're never going to go anywhere if you if you just don't start. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited about doing that. So yeah, scaling scaling of Pyramid CC is is the first step, and then yeah, looking forward to just meeting loads of people, going out, standing on the stage, and just helping people to you know to live the life that they want to live, um, and get the most out of it without sort of um, holding back or feeling like they're limited by their circumstances and the position that they find themselves in at that moment. Hopefully there's somebody listening that will be able to help you with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've got a consultancy firm in the north of England that you are looking to sell, <laughs> feel free to hit me up with a call. <laughs>
you never know. That's why these things are important. And you, you know, tell everyone what you do, share the message and, you know, give give people the confidence to speak out. And that's that's what this podcast is all about. So where can people follow you, find you and online stalk you? Because we, we believe in online stalking, just not in person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can online stalk me through LinkedIn if you would like. Uh, it's Sarah Green uh, and it says Pyramid CC at the end of my name because I recognise that I have probably the most common name in the English language. Uh, so it's got the company name in there as well just to help you out a little bit. Um, so yeah, feel free to um, come say hi on LinkedIn. Um, I am online, so we do have a website which is pyramidcc.co.uk. Um, obviously, that's business, so it's not quite so easy to get in touch with me directly. Um, but you certainly can contact me and connect with me on LinkedIn, and happy to uh, to be connected on that. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your story with our audience. And um, if you could leave people with one tip one top tip to be more confident what would it be um to invest in yourself um i i truly truly believe that nothing can build more confidence than feeling strong on the inside and that's why i love and advocate massively for the gym um even if so when i started at the gym i had literally never ever set foot in a gym in my whole life i Throughout, even at school, I didn't do uh, physical education. I didn't do PA. Um, I used to skive and write notes with faking my mum's handwriting to say, Sarah can't do PA today because she is not well. Um, so even if you've never I done it before. I hate PA too. <laughs> yeah, even if you've never done it before, um, when you find um, a way to enjoy physical training um, and build self-belief and self-confidence because of the strength that you're building the physical strength that you're building in the gym it gives you mental um strength as well um and it gives you that feeling of confidence that you can then take into other realms in your life whether it's relationships whether it's work um it really does make a big difference so yeah invest in yourself uh and if you can get into training if you're not already um it is well well worth it in more ways than just your physical health oh definitely it keeps me sane that's for sure yeah, well as sane as sane as one can be <laughs> yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah well anyway thank you very much for joining thank you to all the listeners for listening please do feel free to get in touch with sarah because she is amazing um and if you've enjoyed this episode please do share it with your friends, family, loved ones, and even the people that you don't like, because everybody needs a helping hand sometimes. <laughs> so thank you very much, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help. And stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey. And join the Better Together for Confidence and Mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network, and life.